0: Great guy here. You know, good teams make each other look bad. When they play each other in the end, sometimes people think that each of those teams is average. But not me. Not after watching Monday Night Football. I've seen that take. And I don't agree with that take. I think the way the Eagles look right now sets up for a great Brock Purdy moment. After beating the Chiefs on Monday night, the Eagles remain one game ahead of Detroit, two games ahead of the Niners for the NFC's one seed. They play Buffalo next, then they play the Niners. If they beat the Bills, they will enter the Niners game having won four straight with wins over Miami, Dallas, and Buffalo. The commanders worked in there as well. And some people want you to see Monday Night Football and see a vulnerable Eagles team. Not me. Can they be beat? Yes. Can the Niners beat them? Of course. But I don't think the Niners are going to end up playing anything less than the team that we expected Philadelphia to be at the beginning of the year. Here's why. They have strengths where the 49ers have weaknesses. Two specifically, they have a true deep speed threat in Devontae Smith, who beat the Chiefs in a big moment on Monday night. And they have a violent pass rush against a 49ers team that relies on Brock Purdy to get the ball out quickly, in part to protect himself. Plus, they can really run the ball with physicality. They can also really run the ball with explosion. DeAndre Swift has more explosive runs of 20 yards or more this year Than Christian McCaffrey does. And we know McCaffrey is a a beast. And one other thing, Philadelphia plays on a different sized field than everybody else because of the brotherly shove. The average scoring drive in the NFL is six plays. That's how long it on average took to score in over the course of the season in 2022. So we'll use that number for this year. Uh, Well, you're going to get an automatic one to two yards on the tush push. We saw it come up multiple times last night on Monday Night Football, both after the Devontae Smith catch on the goal line, automatic touchdown. They had a second down and one, automatic first down. It's unstoppable. So that means that you are playing the Eagles offense on like a 98-yard field. There's just two yards of that field, whether it be a yard of the goal line and the yard of the 50 or maybe one, one-and-a-half yard and one-half yard, whatever it is, over the course of those six to eight plays, they're going to use the score. Maybe it's going to be 10. Even then, it's going to be more. But however many plays it is, they're going to get a, at least a couple, maybe one first down. They're going to get multiple first down/slash scores a game, short yardage situations with that play, and so that means that you as a defense, first of all, you're defending four downs in a disadvantageous situation more often. A lot of teams go for it on fourth down, fourth and three, where they spread you out or whatever, some gun run, some BS. These guys, when they get a third down pickup of third and nine they pick up nine or eight whatever it is they give themselves a yard to go it's over it's over so you are playing them on a 98 yard field that has to be stressful for the defense I'm here to tell you don't be fooled by what you saw on Monday night if you saw Hertz's box score went off ah, 14 to 22 150 no touchdown passes did you see the weather did you see Mahomes Mahomes was uh 24 43 for 177 pretty sure philly gets some credit for that oh sacked once just one sack i saw him running for his life every possession patrick mahomes at the end he had a chance to make plays at the end two plays his receivers didn't make for him the good news for the 49ers is they have much better receivers than kansas city has and that's what gets us to brock purdy there will be guaranteed a chance at a moment, a moment, like a real moment, a true, no one will be able to say anything about it. Odd oh, happened against the Bucks, kind of moment. Odd oh, happened against the Cardinals kind of moment. Because to beat the Eagles, you have to, you have to have moments in crunch time for the, from the quarterback. It's not going to be necessarily pretty. You look down and you see what it, what did they win with last night? They won with physicality at the run game. They run with they won with big plays and big moments. It's what they do. They win these grimy games. They've done it repeatedly. Oh, they don't look as dominant as they did last. I agree, but I know they're not going to be any easier to beat than they would have been last season. They did it by getting after the quarterback, by disrupting Mahomes, which we know nobody knows better than the 49ers firsthand about Philly's ability to do that. So if he does it and he's going to have the chance to do it against Philadelphia in two weeks, it's going to be special. I don't care what anybody tells you about Monday night. Uh, if you came away from that Monday night game going, mm, two more teams who are really flawed, then uh, I think you're missing kind of what it looks like when two, two really good teams meet in a big game on a big stage in the driving rain. It looks like that sometimes. And the question is not like, how do you beat them on a perfect field at home? The question is how do you beat them in the mud when it's all on the line and they're built for the, for the grime Philly's built for the grime. They keep saying the same thing that I understand. Oh, we haven't played our best football yet. Haven't played our best football yet, but it takes something special to go into Kansas city and win on a Monday night. So I don't know if that was their best football, but in the end it was winning football. I don't feel any less uh, respect for the Philadelphia Eagles after watching that game than I did at the beginning of the year. Than I did at this time last year. Um, Things are not going to be perfect. That's, Most weeks, it doesn't get to look pretty. It doesn't get to look perfect. You got to win it when it's imperfect. And that's what they did. You don't give a standing ovation to your pilot. When you take off smooth, land smooth, everybody's on time. Great. Sully Sullenberger, everything goes wrong. Land that thing on the Hudson. You get a standing O, a movie. Well, at first they try to put you in jail or whatever, but then you get a movie and a book and, you know, fame. And that's where the quarterbacks, that's where you have your moments. Not beating everybody by 14. Because here's the thing. You probably don't get to play this Eagles team up 14. You're probably up three. You're probably trying to keep the dam from bursting on every single play. And the Chiefs did a pretty good job until the dam burst. They hit Devontae Smith for 41 yards. The brotherly shove. They scored a touchdown. Foregone conclusion. Ball game. Devontae Smith. He's going to get one on you. Can you respond? You're in a dogfight with DeAndre Swift. That guy runs his ass off. So uh, I went. I was going back and forth on Monday night between the Aikman-Buck broadcast on the ESPN and the Manning brothers broadcast. If the Mannings didn't have a guest, I stayed because it was just such a good game. I needed just game analysis on Monday night. It would have been a great game. I saw somebody say this. I don't remember who, but they said this game, before the game, they said this sets up to be kind of a a game for the Mannings to test out, no guests. And I agreed. I I go back and forth most nights. I enjoy them both. They both do good shows. Some of these games are so big, I just want analysis on every play. And so when I went back to the Manning cast late just to check they had no guests, I stayed for a few. And there was a late possession when Philly got a holding call, offensive holding call. Hertz ran out of the pocket. Peyton was beside himself. The Mannings were beside themselves at the end of the game last night. I don't know if they wanted Kansas City to win. Or just felt like kansas city deserved to win i you know Peyton said he thought kansas city played better than philly um but that's kind of the that's the deal here right if you're in a tie game or you're down three and you've been outplayed all day you don't say well we got outplayed today i guess it's over you you try to win without your fastball um most pitchers will tell you you're not gonna have all four pitchers pitches working every day well that's philly right now patrick willis actually I hate to do this right here. I hate to do this now. But uh, this is what Patrick Willis said, tweeted last night. The Tush Push play the Eagles run. If the offensive linemen are leading with the crown, the top of the helmet, the block, how is that cool? Or any different than a defenseless player? Exclamation point, question mark. I hate to be this guy, especially now, because here I am talking Niners all day long, and it just sounds bitter. I have been pro-brotherly shove and Tush Push. um. Because I I don't I don't think the Eagles should be punished for just being better at something that everybody else is allowed to do. But watching it on Monday night, it was the first time I thought, you know, kind of kind of makes me think of the shift in baseball. Just because it is the right thing to do doesn't mean it's the most entertaining thing. Um, And it's the first time on Monday night I felt like they should ban it. I Just the thing you would have to ban is just being able to push from behind. You can't ban a quarterback sneak. And even if you ban the push, they still might get it a lot, but I think the NFL has got to do it because it takes away some of the most exciting plays in football, which are these short yardage goal line situations and just makes them irrelevant. Uh, so I, 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 again, I know from me, it sounds, I don't know, probably like sour grapes or whatever. Um, you can't you wouldn't do it in the middle of the year obviously so the way it is is the way it is but even if you told if every team in the league but the eagles if the niners were the only team that successfully did it i would say the same thing in the same way that the shift was just a little counter entertaining um i think this is kind of the same unfortunately and uh and i say unfortunately because it's they're not doing anything wrong like it's uh, they're, they're they're excellent at something that you would assume everyone's good at, but nobody else is good at it. Like they're good at it. Uh, it definitely feels dangerous, but no one's gotten hurt on it yet. So I, I can't say it's, it's dang- like, there's not, I don't know that we have the evidence on that. Although the Willis point, like it's a logical point from, from Patrick Willis uh, like this is a entertainment product. And I, th- I think the tush push for, <laughs> for 31 teams and the Matt and, you know, and the general public, makes it a little less entertaining. You know, I've, I've always been with sports and advocate of the entertainment factor. Um, I didn't, I didn't like it with some exceptions and I was wrong on a few of those exceptions. Like I didn't love putting a runner at second base and extra innings for baseball. You know what? More entertaining. It's better. My bad. I was wrong about that. Uh, I was right about the NFL draft for years. There was this debate about whether or not, you know, um, Schefter and all these guys would break the news before the pick was in. And I never understood, like, this is a TV show. This is a TV show. This draft is a TV show. Okay, this is this is not actual, uh, like war games here where you really need to know where the enemy is seven seconds earlier than anybody else knows. It's entertainment. In an entertainment, in a TV show, you would not want to watch a TV show where the person next to you has already seen the TV show and seven seconds before something happens, like, oh, this dude's about to get shot. Oh, watch out. There's about to be a dinosaur coming from around the corner. Oh, she's about to break up with him. No, that's not. You would stop watching that either with that person or stop watching that show. And so the NFL wised up to this is entertainment and it's a TV show. Let's let's keep the drama. And they said, we're not going to do that anymore. And I think it's, I preferred to watch the draft without Twitter knowing exactly every pick. Cause I just want to be entertained. Is that a perfect analogy? No, it's not a perfect analogy. And, um, you know, like I said, I know it sounds sour, so I'm, I'm going to stop there because that's not what this is about. Get on the prize picks app, just like me and use the code ham 50 for a first deposit match of up to $100 football season's over, but hoop season is getting hot. Last night, I was thinking about ordering out, and then I reached into the freezer, grabbed some ground beef, and all of a sudden, it was homemade taco night. With ButcherBox, you don't have to worry about what's for dinner. ButcherBox is offering all of you your choice of weeknight meal essentials. You get peace of mind with ButcherBox because it's high-quality meat and seafood you can trust. You get the ultimate convenience because it's delivered right to your door with free shipping, as always, and you get the ultimate customization. Your customization might be, I don't know what to do. Send me the good stuff. And they send you the good stuff. curated. Right now, go to butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham, and you'll get either three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a year plus $20 off your first order. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer and get
1: $20 off. Can I tell you about my friends? Very, very good friends. And mainly because I've been using this app for a long time. Game time. They are the best ticket app I've ever used. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. You want to go to a concert? You want to go watch Steph Curry and Klay Thompson and Draymond make a little playoff run? Well, that's where you use game time. You just download the app on your smartphone and you can search any event concerts, comedy shows, games, pro and college. Search by price point or search by where you want to sit at the venue. It gives you sightline on the app. And uh, it's really easy buying tickets in seconds with like two taps. I cannot recommend it enough. And here's what we're doing for you when you use the promo code, Ham H A M, you save twenty dollars off at checkout. That's promo code ham at checkout and save twenty dollars to any event. Download the Game Time app now. Today's episode is sponsored by
0: Nerdwallet's Smart Money Podcast. Nerdwallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much needed clarity in the finance world. The nerds will help you get smarter about balancing your portfolio. And avoiding scams so your money is just as safe as betting against the Cowboys in the playoffs. Planning your tax bill so you don't dread April every year. And saving on travel, vacations coming. You spend less on airfare, it means you're not choosing between surf or turf. It's surf and turf for dinner and maybe even an extra night stay. So listen to Wallet Smart Money podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Takovas, oh yeah. I was just looking at some pictures of a concert, Luke Bryan, my wife and I went to, I don't know, 10 years ago. She had some old cowboy boots on. This is like a couple weeks ago, and I said, you, you need some new boots because we're going to see Luke Combs. So she went to tecovas.com, and they're just perfect. She loves them. You can do the same. You go to tecovas.com. These boots are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, handmade down in the boot capital of the world, Leon, Mexico. If you've ever wondered can I pull off cowboy boots? Then you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see they'll become your new favorite footwear. Cowboys knew what they were doing when they invented Western wear, and it's all kinds of Western staples. Trucker jackets, the perfect jeans to go with your boots, performance pearl snaps, cowboy hats, bandanas, you name it, they'll get you outfitted. If you can't make it to a store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality, most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com and point your toes west. Uh, Jalen played awful last night and the MVP conversation stirs up this morning. Disgusting. The narrative must go on. I, I'm not here for that. I said yesterday, I said on the pod yesterday, I said on a video yesterday, uh, Monday's going to be a big night for the MVP, Monday Night Football. And I was right. That was a chance for one of those two guys to have an MVP level performance in a league where right now the MVP is wide open and neither one of them really did, which I think bodes well for Christian McCaffrey and I think bodes well for Brock Purdy. We're still a ways away. To me, McCaffrey right now, and I said this before the year when I looked at the odds, I said McCaffrey is a major value pick for MVP because he can't, He has come into this year with with momentum of people watching him last year going, this is one of the best players in the league. Now that he's on the 49ers. He still looks like that. It's been a long time since a non-quarterback has won. But McCaffrey has the recipe. Leads the league in touchdowns, lead in overall touchdowns, receiving plus rushing 14. Um, and Mahomes, what did Mahomes throw last night? Uh, one, Two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. So he has one more touchdown than Brock does right now. Um, but that was not an MVP performance from Mahomes last night. It almost was, but it wasn't. It was not an MVP performance from Jalen last night. Josh Allen says, I'm back. We'll see. But right now, he's not the MVP. Joe Burrow's out. Herbert's not an MVP. Maybe Lamar, definitely may- Lamar Jackson's on the table, um, but it's you know CJ Stroud no. So it's it's open. The MVP is open for Brock Purdy. The MVP is definitely open for Christian McCaffrey. That was not an MVP level performance by either guy last night, and that works in both of their favors. YouTube comment if if it's such an advantage while the close games haven't beat anybody convincingly so big advantage I you know I think sometimes I know the Niners have a massive point differential putting up an extra score against the Bucks means nothing to me once you get into the playoffs what you did the, the Steelers just fired Matt Canada who I said I said way back in week one I dare you to name five worse offensive coordinators than Matt Canada guess what I was right I said, I'm not buying Kenny Pickett before the year. Guess what? I was right. Don't I don't care what you do to the Steelers. The Steelers are there. The Cardinals are there. The Bucs are there. Uh, the Giants are there for you to beat them, stay healthy, and get the one seed. The Eagles are there to get into a dogfight that you got to find a way to win by three. So you could not respect Philly all you want. All I know is, when you play in close games and you win repeatedly, like look at who they beat the last four weeks, Dallas. Who I know we don't, I, we, you and me, I, certainly me, I don't take them seriously, but they're hard. They're not easy to beat. Like Niners get credit for blowing them out. Uh, Buff. They're gonna play Buffalo next week at Kansas City. Last night, you want to talk about having a uh, agenda to watch the Eagles go into Kansas City in the pouring rain on Monday night football, win the game and go, eh, not impressed. What about anybody's football-watching lives tells you that winning at Kansas City in the driving rain on Monday night football, the appropriate response is, eh, I don't know. We're inefficient. Like, that was a playoff game. So I, you know, take Philly lightly at your own risk. Comment like how you say don't take Dallas seriously. Most Eagles fans I know don't take us seriously. I I know I got a buddy Eddie who nonstop shit talking me. He thinks I think like I, I I just I take bullets for all you guys from this guy because he thinks I'm out here. It's it, really what it is is Debo. <laughs> Anything that Debo does, Philly fans are like, oh yeah. Think you got think we got lucky last year. The the reason I don't take Dallas. Seriously, as a Super Bowl contender, is because I don't think Mike McCarthy can win a championship. Oh, but Mike has won a championship. Yes, I know. Mike's not winning another championship. The, the, the Cowboys are too flawed. They uh they make too many mistakes. Winning a championship requires you to be, if you're not gonna have an elite elite quarterback and a really good defense, and they have it, they have it, a really good defense, but not an elite elite quarterback, Dak's good. I like Dak. But what the Dallas Cowboys lack is, repeatedly, in big games and in crunch time, they do silly things, they make mistakes, they don't handle late game situations well. Um, their two minute their two minute operation is clunky. So uh, that is why I don't take them seriously um, as a Super Bowl contender. Additionally, the Niners have beaten them now multiple times in a row. Now Dallas, you know. Dallas could easily pick one or two of those games and say, "Well, they could have gone our way." That's true; they could have. But I think part of the reason they haven't is because Dallas is not buttoned down. That's, I use that phrase a lot with them. They're just not buttoned down. They're they uh, are a little too loosey goosey. They do weird shit, and um, you know, I would say Dallas as a team is kind of the definition of a player who doesn't just do his job. Right. Belichick's thing, do your job. Dallas as a team tries to do things like outside of who they are and what they are pretty regularly. T- weird trick plays, um, were just fundamentals would, I think, put them in better situations. So that's why I don't take Dallas as a Super Bowl contender seriously. Doesn't mean they couldn't beat the Niners in a one off, although they haven't. Doesn't mean they couldn't beat somebody they're not supposed to beat. Um, but I just think you got to win too many games to win a Super Bowl. you got to win too many games that require you to be buttoned down, to do your job, to to have good like operational fundamentals. And they don't have a lot of those things. Um, and that's why I don't think Dallas can win a Super Bowl. And I've said that since Mike McCarthy's first game. I've said it since his, his first game. I think they played the Rams. I watched the game, and I said after the game, not it. They hired the wrong coach. Now, am I just lucky to have been right? Maybe. But he lied to the owner to get the job. He told the owner that he'd watched every single game during the course of his off year. And then at his press conference, Ed Werder asked Mike McCarthy, Mike, what did you learn when you watched every game of the NFL season? And Mike said, uh, well, Uh, I didn't actually, I just told Jerry that to get the job. That's the Cowboys coach. Now tell me why I should take them seriously. All right. Later, everybody.